and welcome to the Puppet Playhouse Podcast, otherwise known as the PPP, or simply for short. In our last episode, we looked once again at Dungeons and Dragons and character development, how I developed the characters that I play, their personalities and kind of who they are, which will help you in developing your own characters when you play. And in this episode, we're actually going to sit in on a faux game session. So you can kind of see how a session might begin if you and I were playing in the same game. I'm going to attempt to be not only the game master describing what's going on and what you see and hear and all that, but also you're going to get to hear a conversation with the characters, which would be players in the game world if we were actually having a session. So I'm going to do my best to play both game master and player characters, and I hope you enjoy. So I want all of you, uh, keeping all of these thoughts in mind, to just sit back and relax and turn on those imagination stations. And for the next few minutes, just let your mind uh, kind of drift away to a different time and place in this medieval kingdom, the kingdom of Karamikos, in this small logging community, around 5,000 or so people in this tavern called the Guzzling Ogre. And and it's full of all kind of people, typically, you know, peasant types. I mean, there's not no nobility, okay? And the only people who are, like, dressed to fight outside of the watch, the police, are the player characters. And so they're going to be getting some kind of unique looks as they enter the establishment. And so what I'm going to do is try to differentiate between the Game Master and all of these characters. So I hope that you will enjoy this brief look into Dungeons & Dragons Dragons as I would play it. All right, so Amar and Thorin, we're going to start with you guys. And you are now looking inside the Guzzling Ogre. And you can see as you're looking at the door to your left, there's a long bar and there's a couple of people there having a drink and maybe something to eat at the bar the barkeep is uh, around five five receding hairline Uh, kind of graying look be a little over middle-aged and uh, he's kind of got a dirty apron on five o'clock shadow and there are uh, barmaids wenches if you want to call them that they are going all about the the establishment serving uh, drinks and food and and if you look to your right, you can see the main part of the establishment. It's a rather large room that we'll probably going to say is at least maybe a uh, 40 by 40 foot room. And it's it's decent size and if not even bigger. And there are round tables scattered about with uh, usually four chairs at each. And there are quite a few people in here having a meal or a drink. Now, uh, they are all uh, just, they're not normal uh, citizens of Threshold or people who live in surrounding areas. And like, uh, like I said earlier, they're not, uh, they're not dressed to impress. They're wearing basic homespun, you know, uh, maybe white, brown, gray, something like that. There's just not a lot. They don't have a lot of money, so they can't afford you know, fancy dyes and material, anything like that. And they don't have weapons. If they have anything, they might have a dagger. And generally speaking, they may not even have that. So it's just very much just 
average person on the street living here, working here, and in this bar. And so you guys, because of how you're dressed, are going to really stand out. And especially Amar, just because of his ginormous size. You know, the fact that he is 6'4", 6'5", and he is so muscular, you know, and wearing just a loincloth. That's just kind of like, with, even though it's a giant leather belt, over, you know, kind of above it, it's still, I mean, it's got a menacing look, like, whoa, because you just don't see that very often. And so that's kind of what you have uh, going in here. And there is a seat, there are a table at the back of the establishment. And so what are you guys going to do? I'm going to the back of the bar. I want to sit with my face looking at everyone. I want my back to the wall. And um, I, as Thorin, I'm going to go also sit with um, Master Amar and call over a, a barmaid, and we're going to order some food and drink. And you can do that. You can order food and drink. The barmaid will go over, and she'll take your order. Yes. Ale, two, ham, wheel of cheese, some butter, and bread. And the bar wench will nod, and she's going to go off and fill your order. And Quince and Silas, you two are the next to come into this room. And as you come in, you can uh, see the same thing that we just described to Amar and Thorin. And here again, you're going to be getting some looks simply because uh, halflings are not around here. Not, you know, halflings are a major race within the D&D world. The D&D game, uh, halflings are one of the initial races you can always pick. But they're, but at least in this part of Karamikos, they're they're not in uh, strong supply. So there's, so you kind of get, and the fact that you're you're wearing leather armor too. I mean, people don't wear leather armor because they have the police and stuff for that. So you're kind of getting some looks in that. But you, Quince and Silas, you are surveying the room, and you immediately see Amar in the back because he is hard to miss. You, you know, you'd have to pretty much close your eyes to miss him because he stands out because of his size. And then you also see uh, Thorin stands out because not only has he got a sword, but he is also an elf. And elves are another one of the races that are prevalent. You know, they're one of the main races you could be initially. At the same time, this is a human settlement and they're are not a ton of elves. There, there are a few, but uh, but for you, Quince and Silas, you you see them right away. And you guys uh, listening at home, you need to know that uh, the four of them have history. Quince and Silas and Amar and Thorin know each other. And uh, what would have happened is a lot of times before the game even begins, we would you know we would have the players set up a backstory of of how they met if they knew each other. Now, as I said that I borrowed these characters from other people and, and then made them my own, they have a history in, from another D&D game so that when I started using them uh, for my own non-player characters, I just kept that history. So they are, in fact, 
well acquainted with one another. They just at least haven't traveled together in some time. So they're kind of running into each other uh, in this tavern. So, Quince and Silas, what are you going to do? Uh, well, I'm going to go back there uh, to the table. I was going to sit down. Yeah, I'm going to sit down, and and then, uh, Silas, uh, you, you're going to follow me. Uh, okay. I will follow Quince, but I won't sit down yet because that's not polite. Yeah, well, I'm going to sit down, and I'm going to snap my fingers. Hey, 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 uh, hey, hey, lady, uh, wench, come over here. I want food. Uh, I want some bacon, and uh, I want some eggs, and I want some sausage, and I want some ham, and I, I want a cheese wheel, and I want some bread and butter, and I, I want your best meat. That's quite a lot of food. Yeah? So? Well, you know, I didn't know you were that hungry. Hey, I'm a Gordon Hassel. I gotta eat. And so the barkeep, or the winch, rather, will go off and get the food, and will eventually bring everyone's food back to the table. And so now Quince and Amor and Thorin are eating, and Silas is still standing there. And um, while they're waiting on their food, though, Amar is going to start the conversation. Quince Swindlefoot. Hey, Amar. Like, duh, that's my name. Don't wear it out. I didn't expect to find you here. I didn't expect to be here either. I just wandered around, you know, got hungry. And so it's not how we come here. What are you doing here? Thorin and I have been traveling for quite some time, and we got tired of hunting, so we decided to come in, maybe sleep on a real bed for a change. Hmm, yeah, hear about that. I don't think these beds are too good, though. Well, we shall see. No, no, Silas, you don't have to just stand there. Well, no one had offered me a seat. Oh, pardon my manners. Uh, you may have a seat, Silas, and do partake of this wondrous repast. Yes, have a seat. At least you didn't just sit unannounced. What do you mean? We know each other. We're friends. But it's still polite, Master Quinn, to ask before you simply sit down. Is that what we're going to get all upset about? I don't know anybody was upset. I'm just stating the obvious that you might um, ask before you just insert yourself onto one's table. Okay. Can I sit down? Can I sit down and have dinner with you? You already are. See? I tried to do what's right, and I still get it thrown in my face. Well, you shouldn't have sat down until I ask you. I want anything out of you, I'll tell you what to say. Oh, okay. Silas, why do you keep traveling with Quince if he's going to treat you this way? Because we're good friends. <laughs> well, uh, we're friends. What, we're not good friends? Yeah, we're, we're friends. Oh, well... Well, you know, I, I, it's okay. I mean, I have lots of friends. <laughs> no, you don't. He doesn't? Well, do you have lots of friends, Silas? 
Uh, I don't know. See? If he had less friends, he'd know. If he didn't know, he'd have less friends. Well, I guess all I have is quince. You know, we're saving our money. We're going to open up our own tavern, the Halfling Hovel. <laughs> yeah, I'm on, we're going to open it up. I'm going to manage it. He's going to cook. He's not a bad cook. Thank you. I didn't say it was a good cook. But he's not a bad cook. I mean, he can learn. And, you know, I'm going to manage this place because, you know, me, Quince Winterfoot, Demonstrator Extraordinary, and I'm just, uh, When did you kill a demon? I killed a demon lots of time. Just because you went around, don't mean you didn't kill a demon. Yes, I don't remember you ever killing a demon, Quince. Look, it was that one time that you went around because you were supposed to be around, but you forgot, and then I killed that demon, and then by the time you got around, he was already dead, so yeah. Oh. Okay. I don't remember. Well, duh. Of course you don't remember. That's just how it is. Oh. Okay. I wish I could remember. That would have been so fun to watch you kill a demon. Yes. I wish I could have seen you kill a demon. That would have been quite interesting, Master Quince. You killing a demon. Was it difficult? <laughs> Was it difficult? Not for me. Demons are extraordinary. That's why I took the name. How did you kill it? Does it matter? Well, I... You know, I would be curious to know myself. Yes, it matters. If you killed a demon, you should be able to give me specific and explicit details about how this came to be. Where was it? What type of demon was it? How long did it take you to slay it? Hey, hey, hey! What's the, what's, what's the questions here? We haven't seen each other in months, and this is what I get? Well, it's not every day that someone says to me that they single-handedly killed a demon. You don't believe me? Well, you must understand, uh, Master Quince, that past experience has led us to understand um, and believe that you do have uh, the pennant for tall tales. Tall tales? What do you mean? I think they mean that you lie a lot. Hey! Well, I'm sorry, but you do. <laughs> hey, don't you laugh at that. I don't lie. I just tell the truth. Sometimes it's, you know, kind of trash a little bit. But hey, it's still the truth. How can you stretch the truth that it's still the truth? Hey, it's easy. See, I'm going to teach you, but I don't know if I want to teach you that. But I could, but I don't know if I will. <sighs> the same old quince. What's wrong with that? Hey, it's good to be me. Yes, it's good to be you. And as that conversation is going on, then... We have Dalbert Hardnast, our dwarf, walks into the establishment. And as I said, they all know each other, so he immediately sees Amar and the others at the back table. And he'll immediately just walk back. While on the way, he's going to grab the a bar witch's attention. I her lassie. Would you be catching me? Your best style. <laughs> Master Amar and Master Thorin. Master Quince, Master Silas. Good to see all of you. Good to see you, Master Dalford. I'm surprised to see you here today. Aye, 
Well, me mother-in-law came to visit, you know. So when me mother-in-law comes to visit, that's when I go the other way. <laughs> Told the wife I was going out hunting. Oh, really? What are you hunting for? Hmm. Liquor. <laughs> well, I suppose you're telling a slight bit of truth in that statement. Aye, indeed. I knew that my mother-in-law would be bringing her frying pan. She's never liked to thought married her daughter. So I says to myself, I says, Dalvard, I says, we've got to make, we got to make good and get out of the house. She'll be staying there a few days. So it looks like I might be boarding myself here at the inn. Oh, I didn't know that your mother-in-law didn't like you, Dalvard. <laughs> Aye, lad, she's never liked me. The moment that I said I do, she was there behind her totter saying, please don't. It's been bad ever since. Oh, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> so am I. So what brings you lot here to threshold? Haven't seen all of you together in quite some time. Well, Thorin and I were... We just came in from the forest. Decided we wanted a meal we didn't have to make. Maybe a real bed. Yeah, and well, you know, I just got through killing demons, so I decided to come in. You have killed no demon. And Amar gets, you know, he stands up from his chair and he's going to lean in over uh, Quince's head. Now remember, the truth hurts. And he's reaching for his axe that is on the back of his uh, back there. Okay, 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 okay. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't kill a demon, you know, earlier. But I, I could have. I decided to come here instead. Quince, um, what is the phrase? Uh, digging a hole and you appear to be doing a good job of that. Ah, he's jealous. See, he's, you know, I'm, let, me, let, me, let me tell you about Amar, okay? I'm all ears there, Master Quench. Tell us about Amar. Well, you know, see, I kind of told him everything he knows. Everything I know. Well, well, you know, well, not everything, but I told him a lot. And, you know, he's got jealous. That's, you know, so... You know. Me? Jealous? And he reaches for the axe, and he's like, he's ready to pull it off. Um, Master Quince, I do believe you are getting in way over your head. And considering your size, I would think that's not a good idea. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, just, Amar, just sit down. Just, just sit down, okay? So, hopefully, you now have a better understanding of how an actual game of D&D might play out if I were running it. More importantly, maybe you've been inspired over these past few podcasts want to join a game or even start your own. Because in today's world of crazy, we could all use an escape from real life for a bit, and D&D can be just the thing to do that. Now, before we close, I want to thank Daybreak Digital Studios for editing the audio for this podcast. There you go, too, for all your audio editing, manipulating, and servicing needs. If they can't do it, they know the professionals who can. That's Daybreak Digital Studios for all of your audio editing needs. 
And hey, have you watched Steve Trash Science yet? It's a television show all about science, magic, music, puppets, and fun. Check your local PBS station, and if they aren't carrying it, let them know you'd like to see it. Or you can go to the official PBS website, pbs.org, or YouTube, Roku, Chromecast, or the PBS app on your favorite device. I'm the puppeteer for that show, and we are currently seeking funding for Season 2. So if you or someone you know might be interested in being a sponsor, reach out here at M-R-P-U-P-P-T. That's Mr. Puppet, without the E, at gmail.com. It's tax deductible after all, so it's a win-win for everyone. And don't forget to tell all your friends and family, watch the show. We want to bring you more amazing episodes, but you know the drill. The wheels don't turn without money to burn. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of the Puppet Playhouse Podcast, or PPP for short. Or simply, and remember, never goodbye, always good journey.